Hello and welcome back to the Lights Camera Sports Podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Back again, so happy to be on board. I'm Mike Galtieri. And, you know, as we enter the June, the summer season in New England sports, the calendar always leads to Cromwell, Connecticut, and it's the Travelers Championship. We're lucky to have tournament director Nathan Groob join us here on this podcast. Nathan, thanks so much for taking our time on the Lights, Camera, Sports podcast. How are you oh, doing? Oh, Mike, thanks. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I always appreciate the time. Nathan's one of the regulars on the uh, the podcast and the television cable access show, I think going back uh, nine years now or so. Uh, it was great. You were uh, you were very kind to uh, when we were in that transition time between Buick and Travelers. You you always stayed uh, very close and uh, gave us an opportunity to talk about the event. Um, yeah, almost last decade, which is crazy. So you've been tournament director since March 2005, and you're right. You you saw a transition time. That's why it must be so nice for you. You saw a tournament that was on the verge of going to the champions, or even you know a LPJ event in Cromwell. Uh, but now thriving right in the middle of the season in June, the PGA Tour. Just kind of take a macro look where the Traveler Championship stands right now. Oh man, it's been to your point. It's been a it's been a journey. I mean, there have been so many people involved um, along the way to take us from you know where we were. And to your point, I mean, it was we we were off the the, the schedule. I mean, there was no place after '06. There was no date. Um, we, we didn't have a tour. We didn't have a date. We didn't have anything. You know, we had a lot of people who loved this event, but um, we had no place on the calendar. So it, it literally it was was gone. And so we almost look at the, the, you know, the history of the tournament kind of two phases because, the, you know, kind of the one ended. And then if Travelers hadn't come in and kind of started it up again and, you know, negotiated a deal with the tour and find a date, um, that was it. So it, I don't know if it was a... Uh, it was just kind of everybody took a step back and kind of went, okay, you know, who are we going to be? What is this event going to be? You know, let's take a hard look at ourselves and, uh, you know, what do we like? What do we not like? And let's make some changes, you know, for the future. And the last decade has been just awesome. I mean, starting with a title who just, you know, gives us so many resources to be able to do some crazy things and push the envelope and, you know, really uh, just has such a local tie and get their employees involved and, you know, we have almost 2,000 travelers employees that volunteer with the tournament of our of our total 4,000. And so, when you have that kind of I don't know pride and sense of ownership over the event, it just has it's just been a really fun ride. And I cannot believe it's been you know that long. I'm like you know, like I said, over a decade. And just talk about too. You mentioned travelers. By the way, folks, to the tournaments next week, June 19th to June 25th. Uh, it should be an exciting tournament down at Caramel PGA Tour, right on the heels of the U.S. Open. But just talk about travelers, what they met, and your thoughts, too. I want to get Jay Fishman, unfortunately passed away at ALS, uh, right after the tournament last year. Just your, your, what they meant, and especially Jay, to this tournament. Yeah, there's no simpler way to put it than we wouldn't have this event without Jay. I mean, when he he pushed it, he drove it uh, back in 07 when they became title. And then in uh, you know 2014, they did a 10-year extension out to 2024. And it, there's just been a sense of uh, permanency and security with the tournament. Like when Jay was there, he's like, look, I know what this means to the community. I know what it means to our company. 
and it's the right thing to do. And everybody was behind it, um, starting with, you know, his, his leadership. So when he was diagnosed and, you know, we, we really wanted to do something special for him in 16 and Andy Bissett, uh, Andy Bissett and I with Travelers, uh, really spent a lot of time saying, look, we don't want to have any regrets. I mean, about 16, like, let's leave it all on the on the field. You know, use a sports analogy. We want to leave it all on the field and make sure we didn't regret anything about 16. Let's do everything we could to honor Jay and, uh, you know, make it about him and what he has meant to this event. And so we hosted a dinner on Friday night of tournament week last year, and uh, Andy said, all right, here's what we're going to do. This was, you know, six months before that. He said, we're going to sell 100 tables at $10,000 a table and raise a million dollars to help find the cure for ALS. I said, Andy, that's that's a lot of tables. And he said, I know, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And he pushed on it. And, I mean, every day we were making calls and talking to people, and we ended up selling like 130 tables and raising $1.3 million to, you know, help find a cure for ALS. And it was just an unbelievable night um, that night on Friday night last year. And Jim Nance was there and he spoke and Tom Watson spoke and um, had, you know, a dozen players there that came to show their support. And uh, it was just amazing. And then two weeks later to that night, two weeks later, Jay passed away. And uh, but we, we felt like we did everything we could, you know, with the tournament to kind of say thank you to him because we knew we wouldn't have had a tournament without him. And also made that tournament weekend very special. Jim Furyk that was Sunday shooting a 58, and I remember him embracing Jay right after, uh, right off the 18th green that uh, that weekend. He did. He walked up the hill. Actually, I was looking at a picture that picture the other day. I was going through some of my archives, and it was you know Jim has this amazing moment, you know, and he's he's there, and everybody is screaming his name, and he's walking up the hill, kind of out of the shoot, and everybody's just trying to, you know, reach out, get a high five, and Jay was um, in his wheelchair at the top of the hill, and Jim stopped took off his hat and just shook his hand and said, Jay, thank you so much for everything you have done with the tournament. And it was just the coolest moment where it was Jim's moment, but Jim transferred the moment completely to Jay to say thank you. And then Jim goes up, signs a scorecard, and as he comes out, Jay says, uh, in honor of your 58, Jim, we're going to donate $58,000 to the charity of your choice. And it was just a really cool moment where um, he was there and, and Jim was you know, so appreciative and Jim gave half of it back to, you know, ALS, and it was just, it was a really cool interaction um, between the two. But yeah, it was crazy because that happened in the morning, and all of a sudden we're like, wait a minute, we still haven't crowned a champion yet. It's like, no, Jim didn't just win the tournament like he made history, but we still have a tournament to finish. And then Russell had just the most unbelievable finish, and, um, you know, Jerry Kelly's waiting there. He's like, is this going to be a playoff? You know, he's 49. He's like, this is my last, you know, time of this tour event, you know, before I go to the Champions Tour. He thought he was getting ready to go to a playoff. It was just a really cool moment. And so we basically feel like we have two champions is what it felt like. Yeah, no question about it. And then when we talk about this year, too, obviously, you've heard the press. I've heard the press releases. This field, best field ever in the Travelers Championship. And I have to agree, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Speed, Jason Day, Patrick Reed, and a slew of others. That's just the top list. Just talk about this field and how it came together, Nathan. It's been, we're joking, we say, hey, it's the World Golf Championship event in Connecticut. I mean, we've been really lucky that a lot of the relationships, you know, over the years and just the schedule, the way the timing works. Um, it was funny. Uh, I had somebody ask me, uh, what was it? Last week they said, man, you guys are so lucky to have that week after the Open. Look at the field you're getting. I started laughing because <laughs> when we got that week after the Open back in 07, people were like, oh, you guys are, you know, it's going to be really difficult to get a field. And I mean, these guys play everywhere now, all over the world. You know, it, it honestly, it doesn't matter if you're before a major, after a major. I mean, they're, they're playing everywhere. So um, it's been 
good to you know have a, a hopefully a relationship with the players where you know if there is an opportunity to come play they do and hopefully a good enough reputation where the guys that have come here you know that come every other year or so they, they love it they talk about the golf course they talk about you know the fans they talk about the experience so um, we had a lot of that going for us and it was just turned out to be you know the timing was just a really good year I mean Rory said back in February, hey, I'm looking at my schedule between, you know, the U.S. Open and the British, and actually you guys look look like a good fit before I go back over. And then Jordan said, hey, you know, I've been looking at my schedule. And, you know, his took a little bit longer to kind of finalize his schedule. But, I mean, then you had Jason commit in there, and then Bubba and Justin Thomas and Patrick Reed. And, I mean, it's just it, it's great. I mean, I'm excited for our fans, um, our sponsors, our volunteers, you know, Everybody works all year to uh, to make this happen. I'm very very excited for for everybody, and just the number of calls and emails and text messages that we've been getting has just been um, has been it's been fun to feel. So I'm excited for everybody for next week. And just tell about the the listeners too how it's really a year long process of recruiting and talking to players. You go to tournaments throughout the country, you know, trying to eye and to get them to come to Cromwell in June. You know, it is Re- recruiting's an, an interesting term. We Andy and I, Andy Bissett and I. Uh, go out to probably I don't know five six tournaments a year, and it's the more you get to know the guys, though it's less about recruiting and it's just more about relationship building. Because I mean, you get to know them, you get to know what's going on in their lives, you get to know, you know, the polls and you know on their career and their time and things like that. And so it's not so much you go up to them and you say, hey, can you come play us? You're going up saying, hey, to somebody you know fairly. Well. I mean, you know well. I mean, you know well enough to be able to have a conversation with them outside of golf and. You know, they know you want them to come play, and they are looking at their schedule and everything. So it, it's not so much a recruiting as it might, it's like you're just you're you're talking to people in the industry, and you're just you're just there. You know, you're letting them know, and you're asking them what we can do to make our event better, and then you're changing things as they give you recommendations, and the guys pay attention to that. And so, but yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things you never know who's going to show up. There's no guarantee on who's going to come play your event. You know, there's no names on the backs of the uniforms that are going to come show up on a, you know, your home game. Like you have to go out and kind of build your field. And it's a pretty unique, um, pretty unique business model when it comes to professional sports that you don't have a team that you're marching around. You literally have an event and then you need to go out and build your team every single year. No question about it. And when people, you know, they might watch golf Thursday and Sunday, but just tell our listeners too the amount of events going on this week and the following week, excuse me, about the Travelers Championship, everything beyond golf. Yeah, it has. We uh, sometimes we have to remind ourselves. Wait a minute, we actually you know do manage a golf tournament as well. So <laughs> we joke about that. But there's there's 11 of us that work full time on the tournament, and then starting in January with the June event, starting about January, we have about 14 interns that uh, start with us. We'll have about 25 of us working for six months, and then uh, about 11 of us full time the other six months. And that's not even counting the volunteers. Like I said earlier, we have about 4,000 volunteers. And so what we do is, you know, not just the golf tournament, but we try to do other events as well outside to raise additional dollars for charity. So every event that um, that we add, it has to have, in our minds, a, a, some type of charitable component to it. So, you know, we do the concert series, and we do concerts now at night, um, you know, a couple times a week. And country and you know i mean like decent sized concerts and all of a sudden we're promoters and we're in the concert business we partner with radio stations and we sell additional tickets and sponsorships and things like that to raise um more charity dollars and then 
we uh, do Women's Day, and you know, we sold out our Women's Day program in 14 minutes this year. I know my mom. My mom was oh, emailing me, asking me to right, get in. I was right. like, she's like, I can't get it. It's too popular, mom. I, I, I had to tell her the news. <laughs> oh, it's great, but that you know, we have Tori Birch and Andrew Zimmerman this year, and that has turned into you know, there's 750 women come out and you know it's on thursday of tournament week and then you know they go out and are kind of introduced a lot of them introduced to golf for the first time after we have you know women's day from like 8 to 12 that morning and then we do our military appreciation platform and we have a big you know baby shower for 40 military moms uh, whose husbands are deployed we throw a big baby shower we um do uh, a 5k road race we do celebrity mini golf um, we have a huge fan zone in the middle of our golf course that just continues to, we sold it out this year. We had no more space in it and we had a waiting list for people to get in. And, uh, it's, it's just a great area. You go down there, you play mini golf, you climb a rock wall, you play in the inflatables, you get a milkshake, you get your face painted, you make jewelry. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, I've just spent two and a half hours at a golf course and I haven't seen a shot of golf, you know? <laughs> so we have a ton of families down there. Um, so it's uh, it's kind of, you know, a big carnival. The, the community comes together. We have some really good crowds. And uh, and then, oh, yeah, by the way, there is a PGA Tour event going on as well. So you get to see some uh, some amazing golf as well. And what are, what are the concert series playing this year? What are the bands we can expect? So Thursday night, here's my, my promoter voice. On Thursday night, we have <laughs> uh, Drake, Drake White. Uh, who's country country music on Thursday night, and then we have Jim Blossoms on Saturday night. So we got some 90s mixed with some country. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. There you go. That sounds pretty good. Uh, great cross-section right there. And, Nathan, just tell us, going back to the course, I know there were a lot of improvements made uh, last summer. Uh, just talk about what was done recently to the course and how it's gearing up uh, really now only 10 months later because the tournament last year was in August. Yeah, it is. It was a quick turnaround. Um, but it was kind of interesting because we had a couple extra months last year for a grow-in because they did some work. So we kind of had June and July for some grow-in time, and then but we only had 10 months to flip it around. But w- about the course, one of the main things, so this I'm going to take you back for a minute. So in 2006, uh, right after Buick was done, Travelers was coming on for 07, and Travelers went around and w- they were asking the pros, what do you think of the golf course? You know, were there any changes that the pros wanted to see to the golf course itself because that's you know that's the main thing and the guys to a person the the player said that is one of the most enjoyable golf courses we have it's fair it punishes you when you hit bad shots it rewards you when you hit good shots they love the greens they, they think it's a very enjoyable golf course that it's not like the guys shoot 25 under here you know they shoot 13 14 under for the week um so when they say enjoyable they don't mean easy they mean you know what it's it's fair and so we were very happy to hear that. And then they did a bunker project and then some drainage and some other stuff. But mostly it was the bunker project last year. And so two years ago when they were kind of rolling out the plans, the players kept saying, don't mess the golf course up. Don't mess the golf course up. And they kept telling that to the designers, you know, because it's actually it's owned by the PGA Tour. And so the PGA Tour was like, okay, we get it, we get it, we get it, you know. And so all they did, they um, changed the bunkers. They kind of modernized them, fixed the drainage, put in new sand, 
and it just it, it looks so clean. I mean, there it, I I wouldn't say that it looked messy before when they put the new bunkers in everywhere on the golf course and took some out that weren't in play anymore. It just is it's beautiful, and uh, the players loved it last year, and it grew in even more this year. And um, and it's the fans liked it too, just because our course you can move around the golf course very easily. The way it's designed, it's a stadium course. You know, 15 through 18 kind of sit in a big bowl kind of. And so the the fans noticed the the, the changes and and they loved it as well. So it was a, it was a win for us um, all around. Yeah, that stretch 16, 17, even 15, 16, 17, 18 around the lake, uh, leading mm-hmm. up into the clubhouse in 18. One of the best, you know, probably I'm a little biased, but probably the, one of the best finishers in the PGA Tour. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. You go to our fans can literally sit in one spot and see four holes of golf. And that's just not normal. I mean, usually you're like, okay, I'm sitting on 18, and i got to wait to come up to see what's going to happen. But you can literally sit there, to your point, kind of around the 15th green. You see 15, 16, 17. You can watch 18. And it's just, it is so much action. It's like, especially when the tournament's on the line, you can you can see what's going to happen. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, so-and-so just, you know, birdied 15. Wait, so-and-so doubled 17. Wait, guy just hit it in the water on 16, and it's all right in front of you. You don't have to wonder what the roars are. I mean, it is literally right in front of you, and uh, that's pretty special, pretty unique, and I think the players like that. You know, they like the drama. They like um, uh, they like seeing all that play out in front of them. Nathan Groob joins us here, tournament director of the Travelers Championship PGA Tour event, running the heels of the U.S. Open here on the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast, presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. And Nathan, when we you know, look at the finish of this course, as you mentioned the, the course as well. Do players have a favorite hole uh, that they, or maybe the toughest hole in the course? Do you think? You know what? It's interesting. A lot of the guys talk about fifteen and seven. Well, sixteen as well, but I guess fifteen, seventeen. I mean, fifteen is it's tempting. So it's like a two hundred ninety-eight yard par four, water left. You know, it's very tempting to go for the green, and, and you know, it's not like you can do it. You can, but the green is a tough one to hit. Um, so the guys, you know, kind of, they, they, they think it's, they always comment on that. And then 16, you just got to be careful not to do anything silly. And then the tee shot on 17, when there's water all up the right side and it's a dog leg, right? So the fairway kind of wraps right around and it kind of like hugs the water all the way around. So it's just a, it's a really hard tee shot. And, um, actually when Fura hit his tee shot there, so he had just birdied 16 last year to go to 12 under. So he has to par 17 and 18, to shoot 58 and he was standing up there on 17 and he hit it and he just went and he let out an exhale because that one was going to land in the fairway because I think he knew that was probably the you know the biggest shot he had to hit right there was just to not not get it in the water but um so I'd say 15 17 and then 18 when you turn that corner and just the crowds are literally lining almost the entire hole if you're in some of those final groups all of a sudden you start to feel it like Russell had the lead last year and one shot lead and he's like okay all I got to do is put this in the fairway and he's a really good driver of the ball and he puts it right you know <laughs> it's up there in the rough <laughs> up on the side of the hill and makes it very interesting and Stuart Sink did that the year he won Charlie Hoffman did that the year that he almost won like it just I think when you see that many people down that shoot on 18 it's a it's straightaway par four I mean it's nothing crazy but it just you can see everything right in front of you and there are so many people there that uh, for whatever reason it just starts to get in people's head and you talk about the amount of people we talked earlier. Is there still a need for volunteers on the, this year for the tournament? There's actually still some space on the weekends on Saturday, Sunday uh, for some volunteers. So if you go to uh, travelerschampionship.com and look under volunteers, uh, there's some space still in some of those committees on Saturday, Sunday. So yeah, there's still some uh, still some time to get involved and uh, put on the uniform and 
maybe end up on the broadcast. And Nathan, uh, tell us too, but the last couple of minutes we have, talk about the charities that benefit from the Travelers Championship. You know, it's it's one of the coolest things in, in sports, the, the PGA Tour, um, you know, what happens every single week on the PGA Tour. People work year-round, you put on this tournament, and everything the tournament makes goes back to charity. And no other professional sport can say that, you know. I mean, you can't say that after a football game where the owner gets up and says, hey, thank you for everything that, you know, we made today. We're giving everything back to charity. Or you don't hear that at a Yankees game. You know, thanks for coming out to the stadium today. Another sellout. Everything we made tonight is going back to charity. Like, it just doesn't happen. I mean, I'm not faulting it, but it just doesn't happen. But we can say that on the tour. We say, hey, thanks for coming out, everybody. Everything we made today is going back to charity. And last year it was um, about $2.8 million with the dinner, the Bruce Edwards dinner that we had. And uh, about 160 charities benefited. And it just feels really, really good that um, you can kind of at the end of the day, you can say that. Yeah, no question about it. Well, Nathan, last question I have here for you today. Your favorite moment in your, your since 2005 being involved tournament director of the Travelers Championship, what sticks out for, to you as your favorite experience? Oh, man. Well, i got to answer that in two parts. My favorite experience is every fall when we get to hand out the money. Like, that is a really cool. That charity press conference is pretty special where you get to say, okay, this is the most exciting thing. We literally sign all those checks that go out. But during tournament week, I would say in 2010, it was pretty cool when there was a playoff between uh, it was the first time Bubba won a tour event. So it was Bubba, Scott Verplank, and Corey Pavin in a playoff. And I'm standing there on the 18th tee looking at this going, how in the world is the, is the tour's longest hitter and the tour's shortest hitter in a playoff together? And I'm sitting there looking at that with Corey Pavin and Bubba Watson going, man, this course does not favor anybody at all like it's just i mean it does it didn't favor one game but it was a kind of a surreal moment as i'm sitting there watching that and then when bubba wins and it was his first win and i was on the back of the cart as we were going back up to the uh the 18th green because he he won on uh on 16 and he's calling his dad before his dad passed away and he's bawling crying he can't even get any words out and uh, as we're driving up to the 18th green, and it was just a, it was a really cool, really cool moment um, to see that. So I think I kind of gave you three moments, and you asked for one. So sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all good. And then, you know, we hope for another special moment uh, this next week coming up at the Travelers Championship. It's always a fun time. Nathan, thanks so much for joining us here on the Lights Camera Sports Podcast. Really appreciate it. Mike, thanks for having me on. Well, thanks so much to Nathan Groove for joining us here, Tournament Director, Travelers Championship on the Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. You know, it's it's always a tournament. It's always a great time in Central Connecticut and really is drawn regionally now in New York, Boston, throughout the New England area. So it should be an exciting week at the Travelers Championship. Once again, let's take a word for Chestnut Hill Technologies. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Well, thank you again for listening, and I'd like to remind everybody, if you want to advertise like Chestnut Hill Technology does on the podcast, email Lights Camera Sports Ads. ADS, Lights, Camera, Sports, Ads, ADS at gmail.com. So long, everybody. We'll see you again next week.